welcome to Get Connected AF. Alcohol free. As fuck. I'm Lori. And I'm Angie. And today we are going to talk about holidays because we are recording this on 11-12-22, which means Thanksgiving is right around the corner, which means... Christmas is right around the corner or whatever holiday you celebrate. And that means lots of booze and all the things. So we're just going to talk about what that means for staying sober. Yes. So Lori, tell me, ma'am, yes. what does that mean for you? Well, when I was still drinking, all the holidays revolved around alcohol. So it didn't matter if it was a religious holiday or summer holiday, they all were an excuse to drink and drink a lot. So with the exception of like food at Thanksgiving and Christmas presents, I would say every holiday was pretty centered around alcohol. And when I look back at pictures now, I can tell in my eyes, like my eyes look glazed over, um, or I'm like hanging on people in ways that I wouldn't sober. So that's always fun. And I thought at the time that like everybody celebrated holidays alongside me. We were all drinking the same, but um, in hindsight, now that I'm sober and I attend the same holiday functions, I realized they didn't drink the way I did. And that that's cringe when I think about what really went on versus what I think went on. Yeah. What about you? Well, this is an interesting topic for me. And I actually was talking to um a new new sober friend yesterday, and she actually mentioned that she's nervous about the holiday season coming up because she's um fresh into sobriety again and um it's I've actually been thinking about this and I went to bed thinking about this because I'm really trying to reflect on how I feel about the holidays and sobriety and let me preface this by saying my sobriety date excuse me is December 11th So I chose to get sober before the holiday season. And I honestly think, again, I've given this a lot of reflection. I don't think the holiday season is any more of a trigger to me than any other day. Wow. Okay. So I don't really get the hype of the whole, how am I going to stay sober this holiday season? But you're a big Christmas person, right? Love Christmas. But let me explain to you where I come from with that. Because I literally found a reason to drink every single day. So there was no like new exception for holidays. (laughs) Right. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, so to say like, okay, so Brian's family doesn't really drink at holiday functions. Interesting. What is that like? So when I was there, I was always just like, man, I can't wait to leave here so I can go home and drink. Right. So now I'm just comfortable. Yeah. There's no triggering factor, okay? Um, because his mom's side is pretty Baptist and they don't really drink. Mm. Okay. Um, 
there now my mom's side of my family I have a very broken up family I have very strange family dynamics my mom's side of the family we don't get together my siblings my sister lives in Seattle we don't see each other because she lives so far away and we get together with my brother who is also sober oh nice and, um, if we get together during Thanksgiving, um, you know, his, his wife and his in-laws might have like a, a couple glasses of wine, but no one is drinking to like indulge. Hmm. And my brother drinks NA beers. So I've had like an NA beer with him or whatever. There's nothing triggering. Like there, no one's getting drunk. No one's whatever. Um, so I just don't get the whole, like. I feel like I, I used to romanticize alcohol in my early sobriety, like when there would be like, and I still kind of do, I guess sometimes where it's like a beautiful spring day coming out of winter where it's like, man, would it be lovely to sit back on the porch and have like a cocktail in the beautiful spring day. But now that I've kind of discovered N.A. drinks, I could have like an N.A. wine and get that flavor without killing myself. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? So that mm-hmm. romanticizing is basically gone for me. Um, so I just I guess I don't get it because I used to find a reason to get myself hammered every day. It didn't matter if it was a holiday or not. Does that make sense? It does. Yes. And it's interesting that your husband's family doesn't drink. And so that used to be uncomfortable and now it's like the perfect setting for you. Yeah. I mean, every setting, excuse me, everyone. I have the bronchitis. bronchitis. I have the bronchitis. Um, Yes, I was the person that was like, what time is it? Can I go home? I need to get the hell out of here because I have drinking to do. Right. And so I was very uncomfortable in in places because I was a at-home drinker and that's where I did my best drinking. Mm-hmm. So I was very uncomfortable in most places unless I was out getting hammered um, at a bar with people which only happened on rare occasions because, you know, as a, as an adult, you really only do that. Um, as a married, married adult with kids, I should amend that. You don't do that every day. So, um, that was a rare occasion. So I was a home drinker. So it's like, I was always like, we need to get the hell out of here. Cause I need to go home and drink. So I wasn't at family functions drinking. Mm. And I was, I had <clears throat> social anxiety And so I would drink a few before we went to make sure that I was comfortable. And then I would drink a few when I got there. I do not have bronchitis, by the way, (laughs) unless I just caught it through the computer. So I'm transferring it. It's contagious. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would drink when I got there and then keep drinking through the night and then not want to stop drinking when I got home. And, you know, I have a lot of regret around that. I wish I hadn't. And when I look at pictures, they, they make me cringe, but, um, I didn't grow up drinking. I didn't grow up around alcohol. And so my family functions as a kid, never, we we never had alcohol at family functions, not a single time that I can recall. Um, And my husband's family didn't initially. And then that kind of evolved as their situation changed over time. But um, I certainly found a reason 
to drink at every holiday. And I don't know that my drinking looked different on those holidays, but um, I think I had more regret around it just for what I missed during that mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But I will say that now uh, in order to enjoy the holidays, I make sure that I spend time with the kids mm-hmm. and my daughter's 15, but we have younger family members and I, I get a lot of pleasure out of spending time with them and doing mm-hmm. kid activities and, and really trying to enjoy the experience and not mm-hmm. think about poisoning myself basically. Yeah. I mean, I love Christmas. I love Christmas so much. Like I literally all year round, I think about Christmas. I'm, I'm a real big loser and I, um, I come alive between the months of like, I would say mid September through January 1st. This is my time to shine. I love holiday season. It is my time. And but when I was drinking, you know, I would find any reason it didn't matter, you know, wrapping presents. Sure. Oh, it's Christmas time. I'm going to drink, but it could have been, I went to the grocery store today. I'm going to get plastered. It didn't (laughs) have to be, it's Christmas time to get plastered. Like there was no differentiation. If that's, I think that's a word. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's why I guess to me, holiday season isn't a big huge trigger to me um which you know some people have families where it's a big drunken hoopla at their get-togethers and that's a whole different dynamic but you know this gal I was talking to yesterday you know I was like do you have any great memories that involve drinking you know that that are due to you drinking from that is a great question like, can you honestly say that this is a great holiday memory because I was drinking? Yep. And um, she the said, are, no, right? well, she came back with a question. She said, are there any great, uh, what did she say? Are there any great memories from Christmas? And I'm like, yeah, like my mm-hmm. kids, like last year I was so present the year before I was so present. Like right. I didn't have a hangover. Like I have littles, you know, if I was still drinking when my kids are little, people tell me all the time that didn't get, you know, you like people that didn't get sober when their kids were little, like, um, you know, I get to experience some things being a little more present that I would have been so hungover these Christmas mornings that I would have been just like slogging my way through, probably trying to figure out a way where I could incorporate drinking alcohol on Christmas morning. Right. But now I'm like, so present. That is something that's amazing. That's a gift of its own right there. Yes. So that is something, but then I got down to it with her and it seems like she's still, she still really misses alcohol and she's putting it on a pedestal mm-hmm. and she that takes time. I mean, is she, it does. She's early in sobriety this time around. I think she had a year before and she's relapsed mm-hmm. and things like that. And I really want to help her. I, I just want like I told her, I think we just need to change her mindset. And I hope she doesn't mind me talking about her. I mean, I'm not saying her name. Yeah, we don't know who she is. Yeah, right. And I um 
she's a new friend and I really want to be her friend. And, um, and I just, I wish my gift, if I could give a gift to people is I wish that I could just automatically show them how amazing sobriety could be. Yes. Like, um, crystal ball to see what the future looks like. Yes. Because that movie with the angel that shows you it's a wonderful life. <gasps> yeah. We need a sobriety version. Christmas. Okay. Write it down. We're going to write a sobriety movie called It's a Wonderful Sober Life. And it's all going to be about Christmas and sobriety. And anyway. It's down, but I don't think we're actually going to do it. Oh, okay. Well, TM, 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 TM. Um, she did say that she still really misses it and she's bored without it. And she's jealous of people that can still drink. And I said, we need to change your mindset because that's just not, it's not going to work for you. I think those are normal feelings early yeah. in sobriety, but you have to work through them. Yeah. And it took me a long time to realize that boredom is peace. Mm. You just have to think of it differently. And there's a lot to be said for removing the chaos from your life and, and living without shame and regret and hangovers and all those things. And, and I was scared of being bored. And in the beginning, I thought I was bored, but then I realized what I was feeling was peace. Mm. Mm, that's good two cents because immediately my head goes to boredom i'm like let's get you a cricket let's go <laughs> look at chris's lights like immediately i'm like because i was so like i said i was a sit inside and drink by myself or like my life was sitting and binge watching tv and plowing my face with wine so once I got sober, I was like, wow, I do things now. I go places. I go and see things. Like <laughs> I leave the house. So immediately boredom to me is like, I live now, you know, like let's go do things. Yes. And you can fill. I mean, you do have a lot more free time in sobriety and you can fill it with all kinds of new activities, but you don't have to. Yeah. Whatever you want your life to look like. It's really a clean slate. When you get sober, you can create whatever life you want to have. And I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But it's yeah. not automatic. You don't get there straight out of the gate. Yeah. I can't remember how much time she has. Um, dang. I wish I remember. Um, it's a few months, but she, um, I know she does go to AA. Like, so she is working a program and things like that. But, um, and like I said, she, she did have a year before, um, but she still just idolizes it. And she told me she puts it on a pedestal and she knows that she has to stop that because, you know, and that's me, hard. Yeah. For me, it was Annie Grace that changed my mindset. <clears throat> so Annie Grace, this naked mind is a great resource. Mm. Maybe, I'll get her. Maybe I'll recommend that. Yeah. Um, because now I'm kind of getting to the point where in my sobriety, because, you know, I'm coming up on four years. It's almost like when you're a new mom and you are talking to other new moms and you're like, oh my God, yes, I felt this way too. And da da yes. da, da da. And then you, your kids start getting older and you're like, oh man, I don't remember that. Like I'm getting to that point where I don't remember everything. Yeah. And Which I, is a good thing. It's good to get further and further away from that. It is, but I want to be able to be like, empathetic and I yes and I want to be able to be like I felt this exact same thing and and I'm sure I did my god I sh I'm sure I did 
but um it's kind of weird like how I went from a person that literally thought that I would die without alcohol to now I was talking to Brian last night and I was saying I could sit here and tell you I can look at you in the face and say I literally have zero desire to drink zero there is not an ounce in my body today that feels like drinking and I think that's really hopeful for people who are early in sobriety because you can't even wrap your head around that when you're early no you do get there I think that's the important part and I think for people who are farther along in their journey like you are I think that gives a roadmap to people like you'll get here eventually it won't happen tomorrow and it won't be easy there's a lot of work to be done but you will get to the point where you don't want to drink. You don't care about drinking. You don't romanticize it. And it's, it's a really good place to be. You just have to keep going. Absolutely. And I don't have a magic mystery tool to get you through the holidays without drinking, but just do the tools we mentioned on how to stay sober, you know, maybe like listen to a sober podcast before you get to your family event. Listen, um, listen to one while you're at your family event god you know earphones whatever you need to do yeah all the really, if you're in a family that does drink a lot bring an na wine or an na beer or make a mocktail you don't have to suffer in silence you can partake in the party in, in your own way you don't have to sit on the sidelines and be sad about it you can have your own drink yeah and even if you're not into the na things which again i've said before it took me a couple years to get into them and now i'm comfortable enough where it does not trigger me to have an na wine like one is fine and i'm like oh this is delicious and then that's it and i'm back to my Lacroix or whatever i'm drinking but you know sometimes just having like a bubbly like soda water with like maybe like a lavender syrup with like a sprig of you know mint like it feels like you're having some sort of fancy drink like you don't have to just sit there and drink a still water you know what I mean you don't have to just have a a soda pop like you can be a cold kid too yes but it doesn't have to be an alcohol replacement either it doesn't have to be an alcohol-free wine if that feels triggering but you can put whatever you're drinking in a pretty glass you know, yeah. you can throw some fruit on top of whatever, you know, put an orange slice in your seven up. It doesn't have to be, if you feel like an NA beer would be triggering, you can still feel like a grown up with a fancy drink and it can be whatever you want in your glass. Yeah. I would also say, give yourself grace to either leave early mm-hmm. or skip it. You don't have to go to a, I mean, there may be some you really feel obligated to, but you don't have to go to every Christmas party you get invited to or happy hour after work. You can skip that shit and mm-hmm. stay on your couch in your pajamas. Mm-hmm. There's no shame in that game. I am all about my couch. Yeah. Yeah. And one of my favorite tools of when I was in early sobriety, I do remember playing the tape all the time. Mm-hmm. I would always one. play the tape because I would... As soon as I felt like I would even think about the fact that I wanted, man, I wish that I could drink right now. I would cycle through everything in my head. Yeah. Well, if I had one drink, I would end up having two bottles and then I would fall down that flight of stairs guaranteed. And then I, my husband would be mad at me. I would feel like shit tomorrow. I would not be alert for my babies. I would not, 
play the damn tape. Right. Because it's never one glass and it never no. has the outcome you think it's going to. If you've done it before, you know how it ends. And there it there's no reason to believe it'll be any different the next time. And be honest when you play that tape. Like, cause I would be honest. I'd be like, I would, you know what? In sobriety. Falling down the stairs. That's pretty honest. I feel that one. Yeah. I get a lot less bruises in sobriety. I'm going to tell you (laughs) a lot and a lot less scabs. I mean, I'm for real. For real. Yeah. So I mean, it's easy to pretend like I could just have a glass of wine Mm -hmm. and sit by the fire and wrap some presents, but that's not how it goes. Mm -hmm. That's not the real version of what Mm -hmm. would happen. I think you're right. You have to be honest with yourself about what the outcome would look like. Mm -hmm. And remember you quit drinking alcohol for a reason. Yes. A lot of reasons probably. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know you, I don't know your story, whoever you are out there, but odds are if you quit drinking because quote unquote moderation wasn't working for you, highly doubtful that just having just one all of a sudden won't work for you this holiday season because I don't know how many times I hear that. Well, I thought after taking time off from drinking that maybe just having just one would work for me. And sadly cucumber, we know that what's a cucumber pickle can't become a cucumber. Oh yeah. Mm -mm. No. And I wish it could. I wish there was a magical, I wish there was a magical, because trust me, I would have done Dom did it already now. I would so be a cucumber right now if I could, but I can't. I could, but I can't. And I'm happy being a pickle. I am. I am. So, yeah. Or wait. Yeah, we are pickles. Wait, are we cucumbers? No, we're we're pickles. (laughs) Ah, shit, I'm confused. What, What vegetable am I, Lori? Yeah, anywho. Anywho, all right. Well, we don't have any magical answers, but the 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 real thing is you just gotta stay strong. Stay strong. Remember your play why. the tape. Play the tape. Yep. Remember why you did it, like Lori said. Remember your why. Remember your tools. Just I don't know. Remember that the holidays, yes, they're magical and all those things, but honestly, there's really no big difference between June 1st and December 25th that makes alcohol any different. Right. It's still the same shit. Still poison. Still poison. Um, It's still going to get you fucked up and it's probably going to make you have some regrets. So, Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> don't forget to rate, review, and follow. Join our Facebook group or Get Connected AF on Facebook. We have a lot of fun on that page. Yes. And and please, 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 please stay connected. Yes. Woohoo. Yay. Bye. Bye.